Welcome to the Where's the Point podcast. Today, uh, you're going to be listening to myself chat and chit-chat and chat-chat chit-chat. Hello and welcome to the Where's the Point podcast. Today, it's just uh, it's just me talking, talking to myself again. Um, it's been like five episodes-ish since I did one of these, but um, I'm kind of bereft for participants and waiting for this whole virus shit to be over with so I can actually get out and talk to more people. But till then, it's just me. It's just me chatting. So I uh, I wrote down a couple things to talk about to, to break down the itinerary for this fine event, I'm going to talk about, um, I have written down Netflix shows, college and high school classes, and what's the end game of the podcast, so, uh, yeah, that's what I will be chit-chatting about if we get to everything, I don't, I don't really know, it's just me talking, so, who knows how long I can talk to myself, um, so, I guess the first subject on the itinerary is uh, is Netflix shows. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about TV shows, actually. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with my brother the other day about actually writing my own, writing my own script or whatever for like to to submit a script for making my own show. Um, the inspiration behind it, like one of my all time favorite shows is, uh, Seinfeld, which is some people hate it. Some people love it. You either got to fall into one of those two boats. There's a lot of passionate feelings about the show. Um, but Seinfeld's Seinfeld, I, I love it. Um, it's a very interesting concept and I haven't seen anything done nearly as well or even close to the same idea of its sense so just says something to the show's integrity that nobody's really even willing to touch the idea of the show um so my my idea would be um to kind of make a show um that is seinfeld-esque inspired by the characters and then yet like dramatic um I'm going to be drawing, there's a lot of inspiration out there for TV shows with the ability for us to now just watch TV shows like from front to back if we want to in a day, which was never the option, which is crazy to even think about, like <laughs> to have to wait a week to see the next episode in a series. What? Nah. Um, so I've been actually watching a lot of Netflix shows recently. Um, I had, I have actually been this whole year since I went up to college, just, just spend a little, you know, when I'm bored, I don't have to like, I don't have to do anything and I can just sit and enjoy watching TV. So I've been doing that more often in the past year of my life. Um, some recent shows that I've watched, um, I watched Orville or not Orville, uh, Ozark and I actually had not watched the first 
two seasons or the first two seasons the third season just got released on netflix i hadn't watched the first two seasons seasons previously to the third season releasing and when i saw it the third season release it just caught my eye so i figured i'd give it a go um it's a very good show and one thing that i really appreciate appreciate about it is it's not it's not afraid to do what is unexpected whenever you watch a show you expect like there's not going to be any sudden deaths or whatever um they're not going to kill off a main character they're not going to like move the story along they're not going to put themselves in a writing space where they're just dead and they have to try to dig their way out of it and that show seems to do all of those things i mean they've they're not they kill off main characters they write themselves into hole and they write themselves right back out of it and it's they tell a they tell a very interesting story with it and i think that is something that is obviously admired because it's a very popular show and maybe they could learn something from it. Um, even more recently than that, I actually watched a show called um, Hollywood. It literally just got released on Netflix. I've already watched the whole thing. Shows how bored I've been. But Hollywood is—it's an interesting show. It—it um, has a good. I love. It's set right after World War II, which is an amazing time period. Um, it's always regarded as like everybody's home and there's so much inspiration and there's so much like questioning of, okay, we just finished world war two, came back to the U S all these soldiers and they go, what did we fight for? So there's a lot of that movement going on, a lot of rethinking, reconsidering, um, and the show takes place in Hollywood as the name says, um, and it makes an interesting interesting feel it has an interesting feel it uh it shows desperation and almost loneliness in a crowd which is an interesting take on a movie because it can be boring or a show i should say uh it it the loneliness in the crowd can seem boring but they they don't make it boring in any sense of the word um one of the things that i dislike about shows and i think that show really seemed to embrace is the whole theme of sex cells um i mean it's a marketing scheme that's been at it forever because people are horny so people like things that engage them in their horniness so you see a lot of shows that open up with a bunch of sex scenes or like hot people if that makes sense like hot clothes or whatever um another show that did that was uh can't forget think of the name altered carbon altered carbon did that like for the first four episodes it was like okay is this a porno or like a netflix show but it like all if a show's got got senses about it it will get out of that as soon as possible. And the whole idea of bringing that into a show, from what I understand, is to catch people's attention. Because they like they like the, the complete... Like, it's so easy to write, like, have a sex scene, and it just catches people's attention. It has an intensity about it that keeps people hooked and wanting more, in a sense. But not more sex. They just want more development or they want more 
more interest into what happens afterwards. It creates an event that then they can go off of. But back to Hollywood, it uh, the show embraced that a little bit too much in the beginning. It didn't really need need it as much. Um, that being said, there's a lot of. I mean, the whole show is pretty much a, a theme. Could be just um, sex and controversy. Like that's just could be a theme of the show. I mean, most of the things could be written about that. But another big theme is like women's rights and um, the rights of black people. So, I mean, what should outmask the other one? should be evident, but it didn't seem that way. These, those three themes, both are the theme of like sexual desires and then the theme of women's rights and the theme of black people rights all seemed equal. Like they all were equivalent and that seems kind of ridiculous, but it is what it is. Um, that show also had an interesting theme of like accepting someone or yourself, but uh, it had a really, it had a really good writing team. I would assume it, it. I mean, the writing was, writing was good. You felt like you were actually in the timeline, and it was shot pretty well. It it seemed to flow well, and it it was good. It just wasn't. It, it was surprising, and uh, it 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 was okay. It was okay. Like. If five is average, it was a six out of ten show. Um, what was another thing that I watched? Uh, what's the show with the people <laughs> um, living in South Carolina? Shit, I can't remember the name. Um, I can't remember it. Oh my lord. Ah, uh, whatever. I'll just go on without it if you've heard of it you probably have heard of it because it is everywhere at the moment it's this show where it's based in south carolina and it's pretty much this kid he doesn't know what happens to his dad finds out his dad is a treasure hunter and so they all go looking after treasure now the actors and actresses that are the lead roles in the show are set to be played like their their characters in the show are 16 and they are played by people over the age of 20 most of them are like 22 23 that is a huge age gap and a lot of maturing happens between those ages and they seem to just like you know the, the one of the people in the show like finds a gun Okay, that it happens very early on in the show. And he always has this gun on him, it seems. When, because the character looks like he's 20s, like 22, let's say, because he looks like he's 22, it like, you think, oh, it's fine. He knows what he's doing. He has a gun. That's all right. But his character is 16. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. There's no reason for them to be 16, except it creates a controversy because this person, this guy whose dad left, he's a minor, so he has to be taking care of someone else. And that was like the only reason. 
and it could have just they could have made up a different controversy and completely made it more realistic if they wanted the same actors and actresses um another flaw with the show is it was based in south carolina and none of them had accents like none of them talked like they're from south carolina nobody would like look at them and be like hmm south carolina uh so that was it was a good watch it was just left some to be desired if that makes sense oh probably should move on oh one last thing about netflix uh two comedy specials came out since i last did one of these uh little talking myself bits um and the one was chris delia's new special i can't remember the name but that's fine it was it was extremely good like like probably his best special out there Though, honestly, all of his specials have been really good. Um, another special just came out today, and it's called 23 Hours Later, and it is Jerry Seinfeld's new special. Now, I obviously watched it literally with my cup of coffee in the morning. It was it was an amazing experience because I haven't seen a special that is new from him in... I mean, I haven't seen a special that... He hasn't came out with a special that I know of for a long, long time, so... It was very interesting. It wasn't. It wasn't what today's stand-up looks like. It doesn't. It didn't hit the talking points. It didn't hit the rhythms. It seemed almost choppy. It was good. He had the material. He had the right wording. He had everything that made him Seinfeld. It just wasn't what you would expect from today's comedy. And I think that just like left left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth. I I think he almost the second half of the specials seemed like it was made in two thousand and twenty. Like it was actually like, hey, this is today's comedy, this is what it looks like. In the front half of the special, it was like, okay, so we're back in the nineties now and this is an opening to an episode of Seinfeld. Like what is happening? So that was interesting to say the least oh to move on um college i wrote this one down because i mean we're finally finishing up with this semester which has taken it feels like it has been taking a millennia oh my lord i can't i didn't know i had this much self-motivation in me but waking up and having to watch lecture videos and having to do online labs where we have to report on things that we've never done and having to do so much crappy work made it take forever and the loneliness that came along with it there was no like joy in my day um it is terrible is <laughs> online schooling is for the birds it sucks major ass um but it's almost done this is the last week of classes and honestly i'm done with two of my classes already for the week um really three of my classes for the week and the other two classes i know how much like i can see the light at the other tunnel at the end of the tunnel for the other two classes it is the best feeling in the world with that being said i don't have a job yet for the summer but that's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll figure that shit out later. Not right now. 
Mm, school first, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that's very interesting is that I am, I mean, obviously doing my studies or whatever you want to call this online school shit, um, in the same house that my brother is living. And he's in high school right now. He's a sophomore in high school. And it's very interesting to see the difference in workload. I mean, I am working, let's say I wake up at 8, I finally get around to schoolwork by 9, I'm working till 9 to 12, take a lunch break, work from 1 to 4, and then I work at night if I have to, depending on my workload for the week, um, or how behind I am or whatever, which is like, I don't know if I'm doing more work at home than I actually would be in college, but the fact that it's so self-motivated, it is so much harder to do. It is insane. But that's not the point I'm getting at. The point I'm getting at is my brother will wake up at 9.30, he'll eat breakfast, do schoolwork until eat breakfast, start schoolwork at like 10, get done with schoolwork by 11.30, and be done for the day, given he's a very talented student, and obviously not all people are like him. But that is such a wasted opportunity. And he said he doesn't feel like he's missing anything. Like, he doesn't feel like he is actually missing out on important information or any information that he wouldn't like that school regular school would be getting giving him which that brings the question to mind why are we wasting so much time in high school and as i'm recalling it personally i feel the same way i feel like a lot of high school i was doing absolutely nothing so what's the solution here? Is it that we make the classes harder? Is it that we do half days now f- or like do more classes? What is the solution? I don't know. Um, my theory is that we could probably consolidate the school day and be done by noon and no kid would be missing out on anything. And anybody who you could stay after noon and like get help from teachers or whatever, but it would make for people like high school students to be able to work at afternoon and it would open up more time for extracurriculars and stuff, which would be very, very interesting to see a change in the public school system. Now, with that being said, is anything going to happen? No. Will anything ever happen? Probably not. You know why? Because of the school system. And moving (laughs) the school system is like a boulder. You shove it a little bit, and you find out that it's actually buried deep underground. And actually, it's attached to the Earth's mantle, so you can't move it. Um, with That's like an analogy. The school system's attached to the government, and you can't switch the government, no matter what anybody says. You can just pile more shit on top of the government. You can't move the existing shit. That's just not how it works nowadays. Um... Yeah, it's with life being turned on its head like this, it opens a lot of people's eyes. And those people, the people that don't open their eyes, have them shut so tight so they don't have to live, so they don't have to embrace the fear that they live with. It's insane. Like, it's a controversial topic, obviously, but fear 
is right now, fear, I'm willing to bet, is at an all-time high. People are frightened. People are scared. And they, they don't, they forget the ability to question. They don't have any sense of, well, why is it that way? What is happening right now? Because they're so caught up on the here and now or what, the, like the danger alarms going off, like a picture of a red siren and they're not willing to yell over the red siren to tell someone to run the other way because this hallway is burning. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, you can really see why monarchies and fascism comes to power because <laughs> fear works. Um, the thing is fear only works for a very limited amount of time. Like, and you need to have your, <laughs> if you're the person in fighting fear into someone else's life, once they figure out that you are the one tricking them, you better be ready to take your finger off that fear button and switch things back to normal once they get suspicious. Because if enough people get suspicious, bad things happen. Like, you know, the communist revolution and stuff like that. You know, monarchies get overthrown for a reason. And I mean, you think of you think of World War II Germany. It's so easy to just conceptualize everybody that participated participated ooh, in Nazi Germany was just caught up in this fear. There's like you either do this or you die, and they're like, "Well, I can't die, and I don't see another third option, so I guess I'll just do whatever." And that worked. And that worked for for what I know of on the large scale of things all of World War II. I mean, you don't you don't get taught at least any stories of large Nazi against Nazi uprisings. It's just it doesn't happen. It's uh it's weird. It's it takes a very talented leader to be able to manipulate people for that long which I think gets very understated. Um, that being said, I mean, Hitler was a bad guy. That's not what I'm... I'm not trying to say that he wasn't. I'm just saying he was a, he was a bad guy with bad intentions who knew how to get people motivated. And he used fear to motivate the people who didn't come naturally. And he was able to use that fear for as long as he lived, as well as I know. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. Oh, that really went on a couple thousand tangents. Um, okay, I'm just going to move on to my last point. Oh, my last point is, I wrote this down. I was thinking of like things to talk about, like I said at the beginning of the episode. And... I I have this thought. I, I, I've been honestly pondering this ever since I got the idea of coming up with a podcast. I was like, what do I want to do this for? What is my end game? What is like, if, I, if this happens, this is what makes me happy. And honestly, I don't think it exists. I don't think there's an area within, like, I don't think if my podcast starts getting thousands of downloads per episode, I don't think if I start being able to 
make amazing amounts of money from this in the point where, I mean, why get a job? I don't think that's my end game. I think my end game doesn't really exist because my end game was achieved right, or the, my goal of the podcast, whatever, was achieved right when I started making it. Right when I saw that you could go on your phone and download something that I put out there into this ether internet that we all <laughs> like live for nowadays, um, that hit what I wanted to do. I, I like knowing that at least someone might hear this and not believe what I'm saying or believe something that's said, but might go, huh, that's interesting. And not even on that deep of a level, but more surface level, hopefully it like entertains someone through a car ride or something, something like repetitive. Um, for example, I used to last summer for a job, I used to work and I used to sew like these huge slings that list, lift these huge boats out of the water. I used to sew these slings. And during the day, for eight hours at a time, nine hours at a time, however long I was working that day, all I would do was listen to podcasts. And that's what really got me through the day. When I found a good podcast or a good episode to listen to, and that took my mind off my work for three hours, that was amazing. And I just loved it. I loved that someone was able to do that for me. I mean, just through audio, I was able to lose track of what I was doing while yet being able to do it and just listen to their thoughts, their mind, these these conscious like spits of language that we throw out there. I was able to listen to that, and it kept me entertained. So I guess that's... And don't get me wrong, I know that not every episode is going to be entertaining that I put out there. I know that I might not have the most interesting people on. I mean, I would say for a fact that I don't spend my time with the most interesting people out there. But I don't have access to the most interesting people. If I could, I would. I would I would for sure if someone came up to me and was like, yo, you want to do a podcast? And I was, and I, for whatever reason, recognized them off of some like huge platform or they're very, very popular. I would for sure want them on. But the thing is, nobody cares about me because I'm just a drop in the bucket to them. So for right now, this is what I got. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I believe that I can make entertaining episodes once in a while. And if a show's a hit, a show's a hit. If it's not, it's not. Is what it is. Um, that being said, I am trying to promote the best I can. I mean, I'm putting out like Instagram and Snapchat stories whenever I release an episode. So maybe it catches someone's eye. The problem is I feel like I've capped out those audiences where... Everybody who sees it is that was going to download an episode to try it out already has. Um, and I'm kind of fearful that I did that too early, too f early on in my like making of these episodes, that they're just not 
they weren't entertaining enough. I didn't know how to run it, and I still don't know how to run it perfectly, but they weren't they weren't up to the potential that they're going to be, and I know they're going to be. So I'm fearful that I already lost that a bit of audience. So something to compensate is I made a flipping TikTok, which I never freaking knew I was going to do. I... Ever since TikTok came out, I knew it was a waste of time. I knew it was meant to be addicting, so I never downloaded it. I wasn't going to invite that evil into my life, but I did, and I cut up. I've cut up three clips from the podcast so far. Two from the episode with Chase and Mason. Excuse me. Two from the episode with Mace, Chase and Mason, and one from the episode with AJ, and then. I've added up some other like little tidbits um, or just posted some random shit. And honestly, the the rea- it's so hard to get people to view your shit on TikTok. There's so many people posting so many things that getting any inkling of attention is so hard. But I'm trying. Maybe, maybe I get one or two more viewers that are able to tell their friends hey, this guy's actually entertaining. If you like podcasts, maybe you could uh, check him out. Maybe that happens for me. I don't know. But you just keep keep the nose down. I'm keeping my nose down, keeping working. And honestly, for everybody that's listening, which I think the statistics say that like 40% of my audience is even here at this point because most of them tune out around like the 15-minute mark, which is hilarious. Um, but I don't care. Um, for those of you listening at this point, I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Like, like really appreciate because you didn't need to do this. I'm, you're inviting my voice, whatever it is into your life. And right now it's getting really scratchy because I've been talking, but it it, it feels great. (sighs) And I I asked you guys this, I think, at the beginning of the last episode, and I mean, I'll ask you again. If you know anyone who is into podcasting or into podcasts, or honestly, if you know anybody who would be great for the show, just would be a very interesting person to sit down and just chat with, let me know. Um, I mean, just just let me know. I'm not hard to find. My name's literally on the episode, and my TikTok is Adam Schmidt underscore WTP. Where's the point? So there you go. Um, with that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. Um, thank you guys all for listening. I had a fun time talking to myself. I hope you guys had a fun time listening by yourself. Thank you very much.